Hi guys, happy Tuesday or whatever day of the week you are listening to this. I am super excited for today's episode as usual. I am recording outside today and it is so nice and sunny out. I'm getting a little glow. I know that the Florida sun is super hot and you guys know I'm moving there in two weeks. So I'm trying to get a primed tan, you know what I mean? Uh, But yeah, today's episode is going to be 10 ways that I fixed my relationship with food. But before we get into that, you guys know the deal. We have question of the weeks, favorites of the weeks, all that good stuff. And I want to start with a catch up of last week because I feel like a lot happened and I just want to fill you guys in. So basically last week was a week of a lot of prep for the new apartment. So I placed a lot of orders. I created a Depop, did a lot of goodwill and donating for my clothes and stuff. And then I bought 10,000 hangers and what I'm planning to do is pack my car up with basically all my clothes in their hangers and I found this girl on YouTube I will link her YouTube below in the show notes because she's actually amazing for first time apartment or like move outs and just tips of how to do it the most organized and efficient way and basically what she said she did is pack all of her clothes on the hangers already and put them in a trash bag the way she did it was kind of crazy I'll also put at my Instagram story at JulieXFit the way that I'm going to do it and then once I get down to Fort Myers and my car is shipped I can basically just go hang up my clothes right away so I was organizing all of that last week um, also doing my one-on-one coaching a few brand deals and kind of just spending a lot of quality time with my family and friends because the date of me moving is getting closer and closer and I want to make sure that I'm really spending time with them. I saw Top Gun with my friend and that movie was so good. I laughed, I cried. If you've seen it, when he was complete when they were completing the mission, I literally was on the edge of my seat and I was like, "Go, go, go." And I have to say, I was definitely one of those people that clapped at the end of the movie. Oh, it was just so good. Usually those people make me cringe, but I was definitely one of those people and it's totally fine. So that's what I did on Tuesday and then Wednesday Thursday say Friday I babysat basically all day and then I just did client work during the day and went to the gym so nothing new there and then on Saturday I did go out with my friends if you are from the Fairfield County area you need to go to Dockside in Stratford it was so good I got the ahi tuna salad it was delicious and then I had three Cosmos so it's a little crunk uh, I haven't drank in like the past two-ish weeks and I've gone out Uh, and had fun sober but last night I was feeling like I wanted to drink so then I did I just listened to my body and I wanted to drink and have fun with my friends so that's what I did and today I feel good honestly I woke up I had a little cream of rice carbs to soak up the alcohol a bunch of water went for a walk and now I'm laying out in the sun and I just wanted to record this podcast I was feeling really inspired and lately I haven't been feeling as inspired as I would like a month ago I feel like I was inspired every single day a month ago and now it just comes in little bursts and I think it's because of the stress of the move and everything that's going on. So when those little bursts of motivation and inspiration come, I definitely want to take full advantage of them. So that's why I'm recording now. And yeah, so that's basically a recap of my week. We went to Dockside yesterday, ate, drank, and then we went to Stonebridge and I danced a lot and got home pretty late, but it was definitely a fun time. And now I'm just chilling. The word of the week is chilling, relaxing, just good vibes all around. 
let's get into my two favorites of the week. Okay, my first favorite has to do with the movies. So you guys know how I went to the movies last week. I always buy movie snacks beforehand because I think, one, the movie snacks are overpriced, and two, they make my tummy hurt. So what I got was the Lily's Dark Chocolate Covered Almonds. Guys, they were so good. You know I'm obsessed with the white cookies and cream Lily's chocolate. It's flavored with stevia and monk fruit. The best chocolate I've ever tasted. I know a lot of people are obsessed with the Who chocolate, H-U, from... Uh, Whole Foods, I think that is so overpriced and it's not even that yummy, but the Lily's chocolate is so underrated. You guys need to try it. So that's favorite number one. I think you can basically pick it up from any grocery store like Stop and Shop, ShopRite. Whole Foods definitely has it. The only place that doesn't have it is Trader Joe's because you guys know Trader Joe's is a little funky with what they have and what they don't have. So this is worth the extra grocery trip if you're a Trader Joe's gal. So that is favorite number one. And favorite number two is something that you guys have been seeing on my Instagram story literally for the past 5,000 weeks. Mushroom lamps. Have you ever heard of a mushroom lamp? They are the cutest things in the whole entire world. I cannot wait to get to my new apartment and put up my mushroom lamp in my bedside table. I'm literally so excited. It's going to be a white mushroom lamp and it's going to be awesome. Also, this is my first time paying for like the electricity bill and all that kind of stuff. So it won't be on that often, but it's just so cute. The inspo for this new apartment is minimalist, boho chic, white. I love these little olive branches that people are doing now. And then those, um, you know, what I'm talking about the brown little wispies. Those are cute. And just keeping it simple because I just want to have a clean workspace. I feel like right now my room is so cluttered and I have stuff from sixth grade and clothes and projects that my mom wanted to save and books and I'm just really excited to leave all that stuff here my family can my room will be just like a little museum of me here basically and then uh in my new home it'll just be very minimal so those are my two favorites of the weeks Lily's dark chocolate and the mushroom lamps check out both of them Pinterest has so many little mushroom lamps I've been I have like a whole section on my Pinterest of mushroom lamps now it's absolutely amazing but with that being said let's get into the question of the week question of the week this week is what is the difference between stim and non-stim pre-workout and i'm going to make this as simple as possible a non-stim pre-workout has no caffeine okay and a stim pre-workout does have caffeine so think stim stands for stimulant caffeine is a stimulant to make you perform and have that extra source of energy so when you take a non-stim workout, you might be confused, like what the heck is the point of even taking a non-stim pre-workout if it has no caffeine, but basically the best stim-free pre-workouts are effective and can improve your workout by promoting hyper pumps, okay? So that's like vascularity and help you with that muscle growth, and the reason being is because they typically have an ingredient called nitric oxide, NO2, and those supplements in the non-stim help open up your blood vessels and expand muscle delivery systems while you train they definitely still could be beneficial to your workout again you don't need supplements to have a good workout but the reason i would take a stim 
pre-workout over a non-stim is for that extra energy boost. So if I'm training in the morning, I'll typically have a stim pre-workout, so one with caffeine. Typically, they have around 200 milligrams of caffeine. And then if I'm training after like 3 p.m. in the afternoon, I'll opt for a non-stim, so no caffeine, because I don't want the caffeine to affect my sleep. So those are the differences between stim and non-stim pre-workout. And then another little thing I wanted to throw in there is someone asked if stim pre-workout is what causes that itchy feeling when you take pre-workout and no so the itchy feeling comes from a ingredient called beta alanine and that binds and activates specific types of receptors in your skin neurons so it causes that little itch and tingly feeling when you're working out so there are stim pre-workouts without beta alanine and non-stim without beta alanine that's just the ingredient you want to look for in the back if you don't like that feeling me personally i really hate that feeling because I feel like I'm gonna burst into hives when I'm working out and I get that itchy feeling so if you don't like that stay away from beta alanine but you just have to try out and see what works for you some people love it some people hate it again it is totally up to you if you guys want to use the pre-workout that I use it's from Bomar Nutrition but if I'm so I usually have both in my cupboard. So I have non-stim and stim depending when I train. So for non-stim, I like the rainbow candy flavor. That one's really yummy. And then for the stim, I like the sour gummy flavor. So I'll switch on depending what time of the day I work out and depending how many like cups of coffee I had that day too. I try not to exceed 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. So 100 milligrams is usually in one cup of coffee. So that, that would be like four cups of coffee. But again, that's my max max. I try to limit to like two cups of coffee. And then if I'm having a pre-workout, I'll have a pre-workout and one cup of coffee. So two forms of caffeine per day. Yeah, that the 400 milligram thing, that's just by my doctor. Like my doctor was like, try not to have more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. One for anxiety, two, because it's just not good for you. So yeah, that is the question of the week and i'm super excited to get into the main topic this week so let's do it before i get into this topic i just want to make a disclaimer and let you guys know that i am not a doctor yes i am a certified personal trainer but i am not a doctor so if you need medical attention or help or you're suffering from an eating disorder please 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 seek help if you need to DM me for your first step and I can help, you know, give you the right direction to go in or maybe give you some contact information, I can totally help you out with that. But I want you to know that one, you're not alone and two, I am not a professional in this field. So I don't want any of you guys to take what I say and use that as a way to overcome any sort of disordered eating um, solely because I think it's definitely important to seek professional help always. So that is my little disclaimer. And if you guys need someone to talk to, I'm always here. You can DM the Strong with Julie podcast and I'm here for you, okay? You are not alone, I promise, okay? So with that being said, let me go and explain the 10 ways that I fixed my relationship with food. Number one 
is building up other areas in my life, okay? So when I was struggling with disordered eating and had just all these weird cognitations towards food, it was because everything that I did revolved around food. Like, no matter what the plan was, I had to think, oh, am I going to eat there? Or am I going to eat home before? Do I have to pack a meal? Do I have to do this? All my plans, if I was hanging out with friends, it was revolved around, okay, where are we eating? I have to look up the menu before, make sure it fits into my macros. Or I have to make sure that it's a place where I can alter my um, order. And it was just everything was built up around food, every single plan that I made. So what I found is as I'm overcoming my disordered eating and every single day, it's a not a struggle, but it's just a journey. Like sometimes weird thoughts still pop into my head and I have to be like, no, that's not my regular brain. That's my disordered brain. And I have to silence that voice and come back into reality and say, I am stronger than that voice. And basically what I do now is instead of centering plans around food, I center them around the time and quality spent with that friend family member whoever I'm hanging out with even if it's with myself so it's not like oh are we going to dinner I have to pick this as that it's allowing myself to have more leniency sometimes just like you pick the place let me know what time to go and I'll just meet you there or instead of making the plans centered around food maybe it's going for a walk or going ice skating, going to the movies, something like that, and just not centering the whole entire thing around food all the time and not making that the focal point of all of my plans and having that be the main thing that's driving my life because I feel like for a really long time, everything came down to food. So by building up other areas of my life and my friendships and having more than to life than just my macros and my workouts, I feel like my relationship with food got better with time. And it wasn't an overnight thing. It definitely took time for it to become better, but that was the one thing that has helped me. And then number two is overcoming my binge eating disorder. So I did want to touch on this because I did my fitness journey podcast a little bit ago and I've had some questions around it so when I was high school was when I was struggling with this and I had some questions of how to know if you're binge eating or just overeating so the difference is binge eating is uncontrollable overeating so you cannot bring yourself to stop you literally get sick and you can do really weird things when you're binge eating you can eat off the floor trash can anywhere and it's not willpower because For example, if you're peeing, I can't just stop you from peeing, right? You have to pee. And this is the same thing with binge eating. It's like you physically cannot stop until you are ill. And that's what was happening to me. And it was just this reoccurring cycle of at night, I would be so hungry because I restrict myself during the day that I would fall into these patterns of just overeating until I was sick. And I never purged, which means like throwing up afterwards. I never did that. Um, I definitely tried, but it didn't work. And uh, basically with time, with seeking help, I was able to overcome that. But that was one of the main things that helped me fix my relationship with food was seeking help when that was going on and just opening up about it. I definitely left it as a closed door for a little while, but you guys know I've been going to therapy and just having those open, weird conversations. I know they might feel weird, like these conversations might feel weird, but with the people that I love most has really helped me. And it's made me realize that, wow, I'm not alone. 
because some people feel the same way. Maybe it's not as extreme, but some people have similar feelings towards foods as I do. I'm not the only one because at the time when I was in high school, I did feel like the only one. I felt like such an outcast. I was like, why am I the only one that feels this way towards a chocolate bar or a piece of cake like why does so much thought have to be put into it before I take a bite whereas my friends were just like eating it and being fine and stopping when they're full and I'm over here just thinking 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 about it and running myself in a circle so that was another thing just realizing I guess that could be number three that I am not the only person with this weird relationship Another thing that helped me out of the binge eating was listening to the Brain Over Binge podcast. You guys know that I love that podcast. It's helped me so much to separate my rational brain from my binge brain. So definitely check that out. And then a 20-minute timer. So when I get that emotional urge to eat or to feel a certain way or to think about food, I set a 20-minute timer and I do something different. Okay, so that could be drawing, that could be scrolling on TikTok, that could be taking a walk, that could be literally anything, and I do it for 20 minutes, and after I've distracted my mind, typically after the 20 minutes, that urge has gone away. Sometimes the urge is still there. I will make a snack, okay? And I will eat, but if that urge goes away, then I know that my rational brain has won and it becomes really rewarding. It's a really rewarding thing when you know that you are stronger than your binge brain. I think we're on tip number five. Let's just go with five. The next one is to put your desire for weight loss on hold. You can always return to dieting in the future, okay? Dieting is never going to go away. I, you guys don't know I don't love the term dieting, but you know what I mean. Like your desire to want to change your body can be put on hold so you can change your mind first because it's a paradox you really can't do both at the same time you can't lose weight and fix your relationship with food at the same time I honestly think that I mean one it might come it might happen but you can't intently try to lose weight while fixing your relationship with food or try to fix your relationship with binge eating while like trying to restrict yourself because at the end of the day weight loss fat loss it comes with a little bit of restriction so putting that on hold will really help you overcome that binge eating overcome that relationship with food first and then after you do that you can slowly go back into a dieting phase if that's something that you still even want to do you have to reassess the situation if that's something you even want to do after i overcame binge eating i decided you know what these like cutting phases and extreme diets and stuff like that that's not for me and i just want to be healthy and i want to be happy and with fixing my relationship with food came less stress and i think my body just ended up responding better anyways i feel physically more fit and i feel way better when i'm sitting down and having a meal and not thinking about it too much and not wanting to have those urges to just eat things from the trash can or if I did eat something have to like hide it in the trash can because I'm afraid that someone will see it and then I'll feel like guilty for it and that's just something that has come with time so giving yourself time and patience is important but putting that desire for the weight loss on hold is something that I think will really help a lot of you. Tip number six is restricting food groups, okay? If you are restricting food groups, I'm going to give you a little kid psychology 101, okay? So, for example, this is what we're going to use as an analogy. You have a little five-year-old boy, okay? Girl, boy, whatever. 
and they're sitting at the table and you put the M&Ms in front of them and there's a bunch of different color M&Ms and you say, hey, Sally, whoever you are, you can have all the M&Ms you want. You just can't have the red ones. And then you walk away. Sally, five-year-old, what do you think she's going to want? She's going to want the ones that she can't have. She's going to want the red ones. And same thing goes with us. When we tell ourselves, you can't have that, you can't have sweets, you can't have carbs, what are we going to want? We're going to want the sweets. We're going to want the carbs. So when we take out all the restriction, when we stop restricting all the food groups, our body becomes happy because we are giving ourselves food freedom and yeah it may take a little bit of time to get to that place where you can really tell what your body wants and needs at that time and really intuitively eat and be like wow what am I craving right now is it a piece of cake okay I'll have one is it a salad and a bunch of vegetables or is it maybe a salad, some carbs, and then a little piece of cake after because you just, you know, you want the full, you want the full experience of the foods that day, the savory and the sweet. Okay, so listen to your mind. But if you tell yourself to restrict it, it's reverse psychology, guys. You're reverse, you're setting yourself up for failure, basically, if you're telling yourself that you can't have something. So get rid of that restricting mindset and I think it will really really help you because it definitely has helped me I remember I had the weirdest food rules for myself like no you can't eat past 8 p.m now sometimes I don't want to eat past 8 p.m so I don't but sometimes I do and I do but it's like when I was restricting myself and saying that I couldn't I always wanted to I hope that makes sense and uh, enough with these crazy food rolls because we do not need them okay now the next one is losing the scarcity mindset it kind of goes along with the restricting thing instead of saying you can't have something i want you to just add to your life okay so maybe if you look at your full day of eating right now there's not a lot of green stuff in it so let's add some green stuff there you go let's and if there's not a lot of movement let's add a walk see you can add things into your life and make this a non-scarcity mindset and more of an addition mindset so you're creating more instead of taking away and feeling less than so that is number seven i think guys i'm losing track this is why i need my notes i'm in bed right now by the way while i'm recording this and i'm so cozy because it's a monday and it's raining and it's just the perfect podcast day okay tangent number eight is stop punishing myself the day after overeating binge eating whatever it is stop punishing myself i do not have to do cardio because i had a cookie i do not have to do cardio because anything i can do cardio because i want to do cardio and that's that period okay no more punishing and if i had something the day before doesn't mean i have to take away from something that i'm having today just because i had a cookie yesterday doesn't mean i'm not allowed to have breakfast today that doesn't even make sense that was yesterday okay so stop bringing yesterday into today and stop punishing yourself for something that you did that was not wrong at all you're allowed to do that, okay? That is not something that is wrong. I want you guys to know that there's no need to punish yourself. You have to be kind to yourself. Because if we're not nice to ourselves, why would other people be nice to ourselves, okay? So be kind to yourself. Treat yourself the way you would want to be treated by others. That, my friends, is the new golden rule, okay? Number 
nine I think yeah we're on number nine now stop comparing my plate to other people's plate so when I sit down for dinner with my friends I used to be like oh she's ordering this so I should probably order something that's like that or oh my gosh she's saving like or she hasn't eaten half her plate so I should slow down my eating because we're not like at the same timing of our foods or I eat too fast or I eat too slow and just like comparing every little bit every little aspect of one bite to one bite and uh, ordering this versus that there's just no need to compare same way that I don't compare uh my looks to other people's looks why am I comparing my eating habits to someone else's eating habits because we're different people we need different energy sources and maybe we have different cravings so that's totally fine and it's fine if you eat a little bit faster than someone else too so that is another thing that helped fix my relationship with food and now last but not least you guys are gonna be like Julie what the heck why didn't you do this one first it doesn't even make sense but it is the most important thing and that is my relationship with food became good when I ended my relationship with food. I don't have a relationship with food anymore. You know why? Because I have no feelings towards food. No food is good or bad, okay? So why do I need to have a relationship with it? I eat when I'm hungry and I eat what makes me feel good. The only time I have any sort of feelings towards food is when I eat something and maybe it makes me feel really sick. Maybe I got food poisoning or something like that. Then maybe my relationship with food is bad. But other than that, there's no relationship there. I have no feelings towards any food that I put into my body because food is fuel and I just see it as that. Yeah, there's foods that taste better than others, but I am going to eat things that I genuinely enjoy and that make me feel good. And that's that. They're there's no good or bad to it and that is something that has truly helped me fix my relationship with food or lack thereof so I hope that these 10 tips were really helpful for you guys let me know in my dms or in today's instagram post on the strong with julie podcast what has helped you or what is helping you fix your relationship with food um, again or lack thereof and I hope you guys have a lovely Tuesday and rest of your week I know this episode was kind of quick but I am getting ready to move to Florida you guys know that next okay so today's Tuesday that you're listening to this so next Thursday is my flight to Florida so the 28th so time is ticking and your girl's a busy gal getting ready to move so we're gonna do some quick fire episodes and I hope that they're very insightful and you still get to leave here with a new way of looking at health and learn something and that's just always my goal that you leave here with some sort of value so help me help you and let me know who you guys want to see on the next podcast episodes what you want me to talk about because I really enjoy talking to you guys and I want this to be a community thing. It's not just a me thing. This is an us thing. We're in this together and every day is a learning experience for you and I. And yeah, I just want to end off on that. I hope you guys have a lovely day and I will be back next Tuesday.